the Mod Breeze. Yup, it's a new episode of Mod Breeze, and today I have a duo from Australia, goes by the name of Ada. They are a duo that been making music together for about four years now, and this year, 2020, they decided to launch their um, brand uh, as musicians based in Australia, Sydney, and uh, after going to high school together, they started R&B funk um, music um, band, and they are focused on this area of vocal pop, um, but also R&B-ish uh, music, and you can maybe compare them to artists like SZA and Bruno Mars, maybe The Weeknd as well. Um, I have with me today uh, two of the people that are forming this duo, um, Evelyn Dar. Um, hi, Evelyn. Hello. How you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. <laughs> Evelyn is a lyrics writer and producer, engineering. Uh, she plays a lot of instruments, I believe. And um, with her, I have uh, the other part of Ada, which is Abby Hanson. Hi, Abby. Hi, how's it going? Pretty cool. Good morning. <laughs> so she's good saying morning. good morning because right now it's the morning time in Australia. It's about four and a half uh, Five, 4.30 uh, p- a.m. in the morning. <laughs> While over here, I have p.m. But yeah, she is the vocalist uh, and the performer. Um, and uh, she's the voice of Ada. Yeah, so, that's right. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for joining in. Thanks for having thank us. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. Um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about your music because... The way I describe it is the way the same way you describe it is R and B funk, let's say. Um, and why did you guys uh, wanted to basically um, have this as your genre or as your main um, sound? Mm. Abby, you want to yeah. take this one? Uh, you can take this one. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can take this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think generally. Uh, R&B, funk, soul, that's stuff that we as individuals listen to a lot. It's something mm-hmm. that we enjoy creating by ourselves. And so as friends in high school, it was definitely something we bonded over. And so when we kind of got out of high school, it's definitely the kind of music we started creating together unintentionally. It was just what when we jam, that's kind of what would just come out of our jam sessions. And then this year where we were like, yes, time to record it and put it out there for everyone to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was like genuine and, and spontaneous. That's what came out out of your collaboration. Yeah, like we, we never intended to write. Mm-hmm. We, we, we didn't ever sit down and was like, we're going to write an R&B funk bop today. <laughs> it was very much just like we'd hang out and that's what would come out of our hangouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, definitely. You just basically that that's what resonated with you guys both. I mean, but, but probably yeah. you guys listen to different types of music. Um, if I'm am I correct? Yeah, differing, but still but got some same very still, similar. Yeah, you got you got yeah. something in in yeah, some, something similar in between, like that you both agree on or both enjoy. For um, sure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think we both definitely. Um, 
you know, share the love of traditional soul music as well. So, like, mm. going back to Stevie Wonder, although he's still relevant today, obviously, <laughs> and will yeah. be forever. But, you know, Prince, all of that. Definitely. Nice. So, <laughs> just to guys let you know what I'm talking about, I'm going to play um, one song by Ada, which is still unreleased, uh, maybe even uh, still under production. Um, but they wanted to hear a little bit of it, uh, so I'm gonna play a song called Drunk. So baby, I just wanna let you know all of the things, all of the things. I'm drunk as fuck, my heart is broke, don't know what to do. Alright, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that and I feel like now you know what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, you guys uh, Australians, you guys both native and do you think that it shows up in the production, it shows up in, in your voice? Oh, um, that's <laughs> tough. I've never actually put thought I can, into that before. I can, I can hear that you you sound Australian. You got that accent. I know. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> when we talk with like other people, like Americans and, you know, English people, it, it's so clear. Like the bogan really comes out. The bogan comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I never really thought about that. I think. Can, can you hear an Australian accent in our in our work? Very little, I would say, very little. Ah. Um, yeah. But if, and if somebody from UK, then for sure you will notice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although a lot of UK artists um, sing with the American accent for some reason. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a lot of artists here sing with a British accent. <laughs> it's so weird. It is so weird. I wonder why. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so but you guys just keeping it real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think something we do is just pretty much create music that's very just authentically us. Like it's... There's, yeah, there's don't copy anyone. Don't follow any trends. Do our own thing. Pretty much. Good advice. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I just thought to mention that. But by the way, you guys know any um, nice uh, like uh, Australian slangs that um, <laughs> the positive ones only, please. Like, uh, like yeah. if you, you want to share something with us, like something you, you use, not something like extent, because I feel like a lot of slangs get extent and maybe they they go trendy for about a year and then you never hear them again. Mm. Yeah. Oh, just think like what's something we use every day. They're all swear words. What is it? What is the word? Oh, slang. Um, I know we say disarvo a lot for afternoon. Disarvo. Yeah. Disarvo. Disarvo. Yeah, Yeah. like this afternoon. (laughs) Arvo. A R V O. Like instead of afternoon, arvo. Yeah. Arvo. Yeah, not avo. Wow. I never heard that before. 
The more you know. You learn something every day. <laughs> no, Australians are a bit weird. <laughs> there's, there's, like, there's the slang, slang is a bit strange. True. True. I, I, I agree with you. Um, yeah, for the rest of the world, of course, not for, for you guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you just grew up in that and then it's normal for you. And then um, for us also, like American is normal because um, it's the language where you see it in the, you hear it in the movies and you listen to it in the, um, the pop mainstream music. And for you, it, it starts to sound like that's how English is supposed to sound like. But then you listen to people from South Africa speaking English. And yeah, that's something like um, different, I would say. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really interesting. I didn't even think about that because even even little things, like I've noticed myself, the more American media I consume, the more I feel inclined to adapt their language without even realizing it. Like in, in our emergency services over here is triple zero, like zero, zero, zero. <laughs> and the number of times I have accidentally in my, like, when I'm discussing emergency services, I'm like, oh yes, nine one one. That's not that's not something we do. No. Mm. No. So it's not it's not nine one one over there. No, it's zero zero zero. Triple zero zero. You said like is it for you guys. You said like call triple zero right now when your friend is drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, realistically, if our friend is drunk, we, in Australia we, we deal with it ourselves. Like we don't really, <laughs> we don't really do anything about that. <laughs> Good to know. Well, over here is also different in Europe. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm not sure who's gonna pick up if I call nine one one or triple zero. Probably, probably yeah. nobody, nobody. But yeah, what's um, the number over there? I think there should be a universal number for emergency. Yeah, uh, you know, good point. So that mm. everybody would know about it and everybody could, yeah. You call it. You can call it and use it. Can you hear me? Hello. <gasps> hey. Hello. Oh my God. <laughs> I am like so late. I like saw this. I was like, no. Oh, so, I'm so sorry. Uh, we just started the thing without you, and now you're just joining in yeah, in the middle I of the podcast. Yeah, I feel so bad. <laughs> Guys, our um, anonymous new guest that just jumped in is... Uh, Hello. Yes. Is Detsuni. Hi. This is a surprise yes. for us. Hi, I'm Detsuni. Lovely to meet you. Yup. Detsuni, say hi to Ada from Australia. Hi. Oh, hello. You guys are from Australia. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's Definitely. very early here. Um, wow. So I want to introduce Titsini. Um, she is a R&B singer from Utah, USA. She comes from a Mexican family. Um, so that's mm-hmm. why you hear a lot of her Mexican um, influence in her music, which is pretty, pretty good um when i listen yeah. to her music i when i listen to her music i remember this song i i recently heard uh, it's called loco go loco by yg and taiga um so this is the, oh, the kind of yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of energy i get from her music um yeah she's also a music producer so she makes uh, beats and she yeah makes downs and um 
she does a lot of cool stuff yeah so yeah i want to play one of your songs uh Zeni, um the one that you recently yes. released it's called not, yeah, just released. yep so this is not your baby by Zeni. Yeah, I want to talk about the Zeni's uh, art. Um, so, yeah, basically I described her as an R&B singer, but maybe that's not how she is. Like, what do you think, mm-hmm. Zeni? Is that how you describe yourself? <laughs> um, yeah, well, I feel like I would, ex- like, describe my music as, like, Latin, R&B, like, infusion, um, mm-hmm. like, contemporary R&B. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little bit, like, more more pop i guess um and nice. yeah i've been singing like literally before i could talk um and from there I, like never stopped singing i performed when i was like little and um just recently started making an original music for like a year now um and i went to school for vocal performance and music recording um technology and i just finished in january so now i'm just like full on like music so it's pretty nice cool yeah so and you come from utah right um i think it's next to nevada yeah, it sounds born here. isn't that true yeah yeah nice it's on the west coast yeah it's by like las vegas like, nice. like Idaho, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> what is Utah is known yeah. for? Is it known for something? Um, <laughs> um, Over our way, hmm. uh, we associate Utah with, with a lot of like missionaries and like a lot of yeah. That's what we. <laughs> that's what I was just about to say. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I that's feel like that's what they're known for. It's for like the Mormon Church. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was like actually like on the mutual album like a few years ago. Um, because like this guy like asked me like if I want to be on it and mm. yeah, but um, I feel like that's not like the type of music. It's like more Christian. I guess like music, but that's not like the type of music I want to make. So yeah, um, yeah. But I'm glad like I'm working on this type of music and feels more true to myself. <laughs> but yeah, like, the culture is very, very like prominent here. Um, not much diversity. I feel like it's like slowly like getting more diverse. But you know, I I was like the only like brown kid in my class like growing up. So <laughs> I grew up in a yeah. suburban neighborhood. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's cool. Maybe that's good. Because yeah. being different, I think, um, helps you be more creative in a way because you're exposed to mm-hmm. surrounding that is not familiar um, and something uh, like mm-hmm. other than what you're, um, where you're from. And I think, like, I feel like kids that travel more tend to be more creative. Um, because they get like a yeah. little bit of everything and they they discovered that the things that aren't new and they end up influencing them and inspiring them. 
Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, yeah. I would like um yeah, I've like traveled to was it, I've recently was I went to Mexico like in January and then like March mm-hmm. and then yeah, I've been to like China, Canada. I really want to go to like Australia and like New Zealand yes. area. It seems so pretty there. I want to go there too. Yes. Nobody, <laughs> like, there isn't somebody doesn't want to go to Australia. Everybody want to see kangaroo. Um, <laughs> Kangaroos have like six packs. They're so muscly. And okay. they can really punch somebody. Oh, wow. They, they really can. <laughs> Wow. Um, so, um, were you there? Yep. Oh, sorry. Um, I was just gonna ask. Um, I guess like during the fires in Australia, like were you guys like by the fires, or did you guys have to evacuate during that time? That's a good question. Oh yeah, we were um, too close to it actually. Yeah, we were in Sydney, mm-hmm. like we're, and we're like very much in the city side, so we were we were all fine. Um, we got you all get the, the smoke, smoke though. That's yeah, ridiculous. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, very sad. Yeah, it's happened in California yeah. too about the, that same time, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing in Utah. I feel like Utah is a safe place most of the time. Mm. Yeah, most of it um, is desert though, so yeah. nothing is gonna burn. <laughs> 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 um, I mean like I feel like more south when you go more to like Arizona it's like more deserty but when you go more north it's like more mountains and we have like all the seasons so the winters are like so cold here <laughs> but we yeah. got a lot of snow I, I went into an argument yeah. with uh, Ada <laughs> about about fruit um, they said that oranges are um, or or oranges are fruit uh, that comes in the summer in Australia yeah, and in Europe, I said, you know, it comes uh, in African Europe, it comes in the winter. Um, so what about you? Oh, wow. Uh, here in Utah? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it comes like during, I want to say like the springtime. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because I mean, we got our oranges from California, mostly. Or like... Yeah. So cherry is a spring fruit for you? Yeah, yeah. Wow. You see, it's different everywhere you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, so right now it's pretty hot here in Europe and over there in Australia it's pretty um, cold, as you say. So yeah, it's, it's weird. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's winter there right now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's winter for us. Yeah, it's cold for us, but probably not for other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it never snows there. It never snows. <laughs> no, there. not where we are. <laughs> the yeah. areas that it does snow, but just not not anywhere with the cities. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure no. It's, like, like it's more high up in like the mountains. Yeah. 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 And you know what is uh, what is also interesting is that yesterday um, what was the fourth of July. Um, yeah, it's the day of independence yes. in the United States. So how was Holy it for you? Mm-hmm. Was it like a normal day, or you um, did something different? 
I mean, yeah, it was kind of like a normal day. It was chill. Um, me and my friends, we like hung out later and we watched the fireworks. And yeah, there's so many fireworks. So yeah, I mean. It definitely was a day I feel off. like it's kind of like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there was a lot of um, like restaurants or like stores that were closed yesterday. And um, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know, like with the situation that's going on right now, if it's kind of like mixed feelings, but I mean, it, I was about to say, like, was it, was it mildly yeah. appropriate, right? Given, given the situation. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, with all the things that are going on right now, yeah, it's definitely like mixed feelings. And um, I mean, if you, if it's a day off for everyone, like take a day off, but um yeah. I guess with all the things that are going on, it's just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, who really had the independence? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, I mean, got to like spend time with your family yesterday, but yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> cool. So yeah, that's something that has happened in the United States right now. Plus we got a lot of a, mm-hmm. uh, merches, uh, in the streets, um, for the Black Lives Matter, um, you know, mm-hmm. countering the um, the police uh, brutality. But also, an interesting thing happened mm-hmm. in the United States is that uh, Ye is running for president in 2020. I saw that. <laughs> you guys seen the tweet that he was... Wait. He's back Kanye in. Kanye West? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wait, what? I didn't know that. Yeah, he- that's iconic. Actually, he, wow, what? He came to Salt Lake and it was, yeah, he did his like church services things. It was really oh, cool. Nice. Um, yeah, so I got to see him live. Well, actually twice. You did um, see him live but twice. But it was like us. Cool. Yeah, yeah. But it was beautiful. But oh my gosh, what? Do we know <laughs> whether crazy. he's Republican <laughs> or Democratic or is he going independent? Um... Hmm. He, he he I think he will, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure because there isn't a lot of information available. All what yeah. he uh, mentioned uh, is that he's going to run for president, and he he mentioned the year 2020. Um, but that's not the first time he does he does that. He did that before, yeah. um, in many occasions. Uh, oh my um, god! Would, what would the national anthem be? Would he change it? Would <laughs> think it'd be like <laughs> <laughs> he just like changes it. Oh my god! Wow. Like it could be interesting. <laughs> I'm like looking this up right now. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I feel like I'm so behind. You I will like change it here. to one of his songs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd hope so. Pretty Probably. Great. Yeah. Um, um. Cool fact: my mixing engineer, he so he has like his buddy um, helped mix. Was it? Oh, it's one of the songs from his like new album. His like. Uh, the hallelujah, I forgot. But yeah, he like showed us like the version before he like changed it. And it was like so different. It was pretty cool. Right. But yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's pretty cool. And uh, I also heard that his wife, uh Kim, she um recently became the a billionaire. Um Ooh. yeah. Now she owns a billion, wow. um, at least. 
And now she's the second uh, Kardashian member that is a billionaire after her uh, sister Kylie. Kylie. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and and I think right. Kanye is pretty wealthy as well, so he won't have any problems running a major um, a campaign. Yeah. Campaign for presidency. Does this mean keeping up with the Kardashians would be in the White House? <gasps> Whoa. Like. Whoa. Are they about to film every, if if Kanye wins? Will we get a whole new season in the White House? Man, I oh think my so. gosh! Whoa, I did not think of that. That's pretty <laughs> That'd possible. Be that could, That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. I mean, Kim 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 already been in the White uh, in the White House, and so True. did so did Ye. That's Kanye, right? Yeah. yeah, when he met Trump, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, expect anything. That's interesting. Dang, yeah, I wonder like what, how he would like run the White House and stuff. Cause I guess like at the the um, church service, he was like talking about Trump, and everybody was like, oh, <laughs> and <then> like, like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. That's that's very interesting. I don't know how he would. Right, Obama break. Uh, Obama broke the boundaries uh, first uh, by becoming the first black president. So he paved the yeah. way, I think, in a way to somebody yeah, else black. His shoulders, yeah. yeah, somebody else black to come Definitely. after him. Um, so you know, mm-hmm. the we, they used to say it's impossible that black pres- president will rule uh, the most powerful country in the world. But then, it, you know, mm-hmm. he proved them that they were wrong. Um, and now we're saying the same thing probably about Ye, um, that, you know, he's, he's, he can't be, you know, but I don't know. I wouldn't be yeah. like, yeah, I wouldn't be judgmental about this. I would probably <laughs> expect anything to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2020 is so strange. <laughs> Literally anything could happen. <laughs> yeah, we like, I feel like like us as like a country like don't know what's gonna happen and it's just like okay i don't know (laughs) i mean especially like us as like young people yeah trump is is very weird in a way you know a lot of people call him crazy but still he won Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. a lot of people voted for him so those type of people Mm -hmm. saying that they like the trump Oh, they would like yay because why not? They already did something really weird before that, and now Trump is their president, so yeah. why not? Yay will come, and you know, so it's not impossible. Yeah. Um, although there's mm-hmm. this theory that says that um, yay wants to um, run for president to help Trump by um, taking a, oh. taking a percentage of the votes for from the uh, opposite party. Uh, that uh, Joe Payton is uh, representing, and right. by taking that percentage, it allows more. Uh, yeah, it allows uh, Trump to have um, bigger part of the votes. Um, so he. Oh, because he. Oh, wow. That makes sense because he could put his votes towards mm. Trump. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you can only vote for one Dang. person, right? Yeah. So it could be like yeah. some kind of a trick or an agreement between them both. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting. 
That is so weird. I mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Because, like, from the last, it was, like, 2016, I believe, when Trump got elected. And a lot of young people didn't vote because we're like, oh, my gosh, like, who are we supposed to vote for if, like, both of these people are horrible, you know? Right. And Oh, um, it was, like, Clinton versus Trump, I believe, back at that time. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, a bunch of, like, rumors and, like, um, truth is, like, coming out right now that with like all these like sex trafficking things with all like the yeah. billionaires and stuff all these consu- conspiracy theories i'm like oh my gosh like this is kind of messed up yeah, definitely. <laughs> wow. do you do you see like a lot of people defending him through that um defending trump yeah um i feel like a lot of people don't really like him here um right and I don't know it's just like I feel like us as people are trying to like come together and not let you know these I guess more powerful people like get control of us so I don't know um yeah it's it's a really interesting time here and you know with all the all the protests like going on um and it's like mostly it's it's interesting because most of the like one of the protests that were here in Salt Lake where like this crazy guy had like a bow and arrow and like tried to like shoot people like oh like where protests were like getting more destructive and stuff it, it was like mostly like white people that were you know getting destructive and then that like made us as like colored people like make us look bad and yeah. Yeah, it's it's very it's it's kind of messed up and yeah I don't know it's it's weird because I feel like a lot of the things are like I guess planned out or like kind of controlled um, mm. and so yeah it's it's weird yeah they're very powerful for sure those that are uh, like mm-hmm. similar to Trump because. I'm not sure if you guys heard our last episode, but we spoke about something um, um, about capitalism that a few years ago there used to be about um, there used to be over 100 uh, billionaires around the world, only 100 or around mm-hmm. that number that um, they owned 50% of the global wealth. So 50% of the oh, wow. of the money in the world belongs to those. To those one, to those one hundred or one hundred and thirty people, and then that number got reduced to like sixty three uh, people, and now I recently heard that they were just ten now. Um, See, I feel like that's when you know there's something wrong. When it, like, there just needs to be a whole, in my opinion, just like a whole break the system and then rebuild. Because at that point, yeah. it's just like all yeah, the wealth sure. is just going to the top. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the, top is, the top is shrinking, yeah. Yeah, literally. And it's just mm-hmm. the less and less people are getting what they deserve because that, that, major, uh, that minority have majority of the means of production. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is, mm-hmm. make it make sense. Like, and those people are like yeah. uh, Joe uh, Bezos, you know, the Amazon owner. Oh. Um, yeah, Isn't so, he projected to be a, a trillionaire in a couple years? Oh, wow. Probably. Yeah, he, yeah I heard that he's not only going to be a billionaire, but 
in a couple of years he's going to be a trillionaire. Well, I heard that he uh, split with That's his sad. wife, and his wife took some of his money. And right. um, but still, yeah, he's super wow. rich still, regardless. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's how capitalism works. Um, that like uh, big sharks uh, eat little sharks or small fish. Yeah, exactly. And they they get bigger and bigger, and then once they're bigger, they have the the control to make the decisions, and mm-hmm. they basically um, gain more control. And uh, yeah, the snowball effect it gets bigger and bigger. Definitely. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So, um, yeah, also, also over here, uh, it's the election season in Poland where I am. And there's a new guy who most young people are voting for to encounter the old president and, and win um, because he's a more lefty. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like everywhere there's more elections happening. Um, oh, yeah. We, we've, got a, we've got a shitty, shitty, shitty prime minister. Really? Oh yeah, wow. yeah, it's terrible. Why you say that? <laughs> um, he he's very much just stuck. You you listen to him and you think you're still in the sixties, like it just make it that it doesn't oh, make wow. any sense. Yeah. Interesting. And, yeah, I feel like history just like repeats itself like so many times. Bad. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting with like all the election things that are happening, and like I feel like a lot of things are kind of like building up or like accumulating, like in, in the whole entire world. And you know, it's like here, um, I guess like during the protests, like people like the COVID, um, like cases, they weren't like notifying anybody, like anybody about it, and I was like, wait is COVID like gone or like what's going on? And then, yeah, yeah. And then I think, I think like COVID like cases are going up now or something. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't a lot of media coverage about that anymore. Mm -hmm. Is that what you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause the problem's still there. still exists. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you guys still in restrictions? Over here in in, in um, um, here in Utah or Poland? Oh, both. Yeah. I think the restrictions here are, uh, you know, they're a bit lifted up, um, mm-hmm. but still, like you can't go to the cinema. The, um, parties, um, uh, there aren't a lot of parties. I mean, there are like you can still go to some few clubs, I believe, um, but. Um, yeah, they're they're much less now. Less, much less activities. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's the same as here. Like, yeah, like I guess I guess we're like more in the yellow zone, and then more in like the city, Salt Lake. Where I think they're in the red zone, so they're like apparently supposed to go in lockdown pretty soon. Or oh, I don't know, because people have been like going crazy out here. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. How was it there in Australia? <laughs> yeah. What about in Australia? Yeah. Like, we're, we're kind of fine. Like, everything's mostly back to normal. 
um, we've got one state, Victoria, so that's where Melbourne is. They oh, that's are, really bad at the moment. Yeah, they, they have had a basically a second wave. Um, but otherwise, everywhere else, we're kind of just easing up and we're most things are going back to normal. Like it's, it was pretty, it was pretty quick on our side, just except with the exception of Melbourne and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Wow. Well, good to know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the presidency stuff. Like, let's say if Loom would run for president in Australia, would you guys vote for him? One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, definitely vote for Flume. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would also like vote for Yay if if I was there in the United States. Like, why not? You know? See what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like having a black president um, will definitely like help um, in the. Police you think it will like ease tensions and stuff? Yeah, I, th- I feel so. Interesting. And also like the, yeah, yeah. they say like one in four black people in America get locked up, uh, which is a big number, like quarter, mm-hmm. yeah. 25%. That, that, see, that's ridiculous. That's mm. probably. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of out of control. Yeah. yeah. So, in his recent, I mean, that's, his, yeah. that's how the... And his, oh, recent, sorry, and his recent collab with Skrillex uh, and Ty Dolla Sign, Kanye West uh, rapped about uh, about this uh, number, like one, in, one out of four, four people get locked up. That's how like the U.S. was like built on because, you know, they took away slaves like from their countries. And um, I mean, like, yeah, same with, I guess, like immigrants. Like, mm-hmm. They come here to become like free, supposedly, and like, you know, I mean, it's it, it's just like the energy's still there. It's just shifted. It's mm. just like transformed itself. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's just like evolved for sure. Yeah, it just contextualizes itself to to now. I feel like rap music came from oh, Africa. Yeah. Like rapping came with the slaves, and it developed yep. in later years until it reached the form that we, we, we're familiar with. Um, and then Tupac took it to the next level mm-hmm. and then these new artists just uh, like also adopted that, that style. And yeah, yeah rapping is, is definitely mm-hmm. uh, African. And uh, uh, yeah, I feel like we, we should, we, we um, yeah. most of our music today is accredited because of black people. Like I cannot think of a single yeah, genre. Yeah, definitely. I can't think of anything apart from maybe like classical music that is mm-hmm. um, not off the backs of black people. Like absolutely everything I can think of in terms of popular music kind of comes from blues or jazz, which is inherently black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hip hop is the number one genre right now, if you guys didn't notice. Like it's the most streamed genre in uh, the. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's bigger than in yeah, it's like band. trap, like uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's cool. Um, and I feel like people give it gave it like more credit now because yeah, like all contemporary music originates from jazz and you know from mm-hmm. Africa, and yeah, like I feel like people are coming becoming more aware of that. Um, 
So, yeah. Yeah, it's a new pop. And it's mixed with a lot of different genres now. It's like the pop artist uh, mm-hmm. artists start jumping on the trap on the trap uh, mm-hmm. train and becoming more like more that yeah. into taking that direction yeah. because that's what's hot and that's what um, brings more um, audience yeah. to the them. Revenue, I guess, yeah. Mm. But speaking about music, you guys find it uh, hard to be uh, an independent artist because that's something I wanted to talk about with you guys because I feel like Ada as a duo and also you, uh, Ditsani, um, both of you are independent artists and um, wanted to know like, um, and, and also both of you guys been making music for over four years now. Uh, Ditsani have been releasing stuff for over four years and um I think she did all that as an independent artist and and I wanted to ask you both of you like how how it is for you. All right, Lainey, you start. Yeah, I think um on our side being an independent artist is actually really fun because we can kind of just do whatever we want without any strings attached. Mm-hmm. Um we 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 work best when we're just kind of we we hang out and create some create a vibe. Um, and not having anyone else influence what we're thinking. It's just whatever we're feeling in the moment, whatever's happening around us, we kind of just reflect that in what we're doing. Um, and I think that's the best thing about being independent. Uh, there's, there's obviously like marketing struggles as such and not being able to have like a, a reach as big as you could if you were to a major, major label. But that's something we can, we're, we're pretty excited to kind of, explore ourselves and building that audience by ourselves as well and having a like an engaged fan base in the future that we curated ourselves as well if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah, no, yeah I think it's just really important to stay true to you know yourself as well and being authentic and mm. not following trends I think that's hard as well as if you listen to the radio today like a lot of the things sound the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess we're just trying to challenge that and make music that we like. And that's nice being independent because we don't have that pressure to do so from anyone else. It's just, yeah, just whatever yeah. we're feeling. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It could be like really good for a while. But then I feel like before times it used to be necessary to leverage yourself to a bigger audience and to reach more people and become a bigger artist than you were but i feel like this statement is changed now now it's like that's not true you can um, still be an independent artist and still be major and still uh still out shows and still um get platinum certified and still um, have millions of fans Definitely. around the world. I feel yeah, like you look at people like Billie now. Eilish and stuff. True. Like mm-hmm. her music's very different to what, you know, what's played today. She's and now so she's cool. massive, yeah. She's very cool. Mm, yeah, I feel like she's definitely like changed the whole, the whole like contemporary, like whatever, like game, you know, like the music game. Um, and, yeah, she she she's like actually one of my like big inspirations because she's the cool thing about her. She's so like true to herself and like yeah. so vulnerable in her lyrics and her music. And like she has like, I guess, more control of like what she wants to be seen as an artist. And like 
doesn't want other people to be controlling her and like what to wear and like what to say and stuff like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I've watched a couple of her performances and she's, she's so, I, I, how young is she? Is she like 18 or something? Like she's pretty young. Yeah. 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 But she's so mature when she's on stage. Like I feel like I'm watching someone that's been Mm -hmm. doing that for literally ages. Like she, Oh yeah. She's able to like perform as if it's a space she's been so accustomed to for years and years. I feel like I'm watching someone that's like so much older than they actually are. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, she's so cool. She went so popular uh, in these last years. And yeah. everybody that went so popular, any like female musician that reached this level of fame, all were mm-hmm. portrayed in their music videos and also their performance as like a sexy lady type mm. artist. And mm-hmm. Ellie, uh, Billie Eilish didn't really go with that. She just uh, went with whatever mm-hmm. she was about. And yeah, her clothes, yeah, for example, the f- kind of fashion she's into is kind of like a baggy jeans and baggy like sweatshirts and like hip hop style, but also mm-hmm. her performance is pretty chill. Um, and she's, she's just about the music and she's about um, the art itself. And um, that's something noticeable about her. Like she does something different. She did it in a different way. Um, yeah. yeah. I like her style. I think it's Yeah, the cool dope. thing about like, yeah, she's so cool. Like, um, was that her, her last album, she actually recorded it like with her brother in her room. And yeah. it's just her and her brother. Yeah, that's just like write her, like write their music and I'm like that is so like cool and just raw and I like it's so it's so like inspiring. Mm. It is, it is. It's just so it's I I love how just authentic and how genuine that is. It's mm-hmm. literally her in her most comfortable space doing what she finds I'm assuming most enjoyable. Like it's mm-hmm. like I don't know how much more authentic someone can get. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that yeah. she just went with music like 100% like she doesn't have a hobby or she doesn't have like a career and something else she doesn't really go to studies anymore she's just like a full time right. musician and I feel like that's yeah. what it takes sometimes to really uh, do something with your music is to basically focus on it 100% and for, for a few years at least to just see some fruitful results from it yeah definitely she was very young as well too True. When she began. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't she release like Ocean Eyes when she was 14 or something on SoundCloud? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, really, really young. Interesting. But you guys, uh, yeah. you guys study as well. Like, uh, I know that Evelyn studies uh, compositions and politics and Abby yes. studies public relations. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about you, um, that's any what do you do you study something or you're just full-time musician yeah um yeah so i yeah i graduated high school early and um went straight to like university and yeah i just studied vocal performance and music te- technology recording um 
you know, because I wanted to like educate myself more about like, oh, like, because I feel like it's so important, especially to be in like as an independent artist to know how to produce and like record your own stuff instead of like depending on someone else. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like the self-sufficiency is like very important. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And now I feel like perhaps I'm wrong, but we spoke last episode about being an artist and how art school sometimes, um, they're not the best path to take. Sometimes it's easier or better um, since it's more efficient to just uh, mm -hmm. gain your knowledge through other sources uh, like the internet and practice um, independently um, and get mm -hmm. like, and be self-thought person instead of uh, being a student. Um, yeah, and we agreed that the um, in visual arts and, and also like 3D design, it's not something like uh, essential to have a, a degree. But um, in music also, I feel mm -hmm. like since it's, it's, it's a form of art and learn it, learning it is something that mm -hmm. you can do from your home. Yeah. You guys also think uh, mm -hmm. that having a degree in music not something um, necessary not really no um no yeah yeah i feel like it's very different for everyone like there's like some people in the industry that have like gone to school for four years or like some people that have just like learned off youtube um and yeah it's i feel like it's very different i feel like it's like a personal preference like especially you know do you guys know rosalia yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah, she she went to like music school for like four years and um like came out with that album and you know got signed by a label. But it's it, it, I feel like definitely in the music industry, it's it's really it really depends on like what it's what connections you have and what people you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely sure. depends if, like what you want to do as well. Like if you want to be obviously mm -hmm. a jazz musician. You probably will have to go to uni for what three years yeah, or longer yeah. you know, to learn the yeah. skills. Yeah, for sure. No, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, like Evelyn. Evelyn, you study you, you study compositions, right? I'm talking about like yeah, yeah, compositions. Yeah, I do. I do classical compositions, so very different from oh, what we're so doing. Cool. But yeah, mm. it's, it's it's interesting. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> How Classical do you music. how do you compare it to actual production? Uh, is it harder to play to like create compositions? Ooh. Yeah, I feel like doing classical compositions are much harder. Um, maybe because I'm doing it with yeah, it's more complex. I'm doing it. Yeah, I, I think maybe it's because I'm doing it at university and they give you like this criteria of like all these things you have to include and all this extra stuff. I'm never create. Mm -hmm. It's it's very rare that I create a piece just. It's rare that we get given a task where mm -hmm. it's like, go create a whole symphony in which you do what you want. It's usually like, write a concerto with this, this it must have this instrument and I want you to play around with this idea. Like it's never, I think that's why it's more complicated because I don't have the time to write something I purely want when it comes to classical music. It's always got like a, a marking agenda behind it. But um, I think that's why it's more mm -hmm. difficult. But otherwise, it, it's it's yeah. just as therapeutic. It's um, often I find it a lot more interesting, just because you have some you you can, 
you can play around with lots of different colors that are very organic and sound, um, mm. which is very different from the R&B kind of stuff we do where it's, it's mainly electronic stuff that we, that we deal with. Um, so it's, mm. it's just a nice variation, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah, I feel like especially, yeah, like with classical music. Yeah, I I studied like, I had to do like classical mm. classes. And that's the thing like about like those certain, I guess, classes. It's like, oh, you you, you kind of don't have like the freedom to do like whatever you want. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's kind of so like, like boom, boom, boom. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can, you know what you can do, but you don't know exactly what you can do unless you go sit down and do it out of your own free will definitely oh yeah yeah but then also being an independent artist means that you want to release a lot of music and yeah definitely i feel like a lot of young people uh, that just started out to produce and or sing for example they managed to create a song or two or three but um they choose to release it or like upload it to soundcloud or something like youtube mm-hmm. um they don't mm-hmm. know how to reach uh, Spotify or something like Apple Music. But um, it is really easy to do that uh, right now to simply put out your work on those platforms uh, independently. Yeah. And then, yeah, like collect revenues um, by yourself and like do, do the thing by yourself instead of like sure. being signed to a label where you have to give away some of your rights or your your revenues in exchange for their help. For sure. Um, yeah. yeah. But I feel like now there's something else that's emerging because of this and it's called uh, music collectives. And these are the, the groups of musicians that group together and they create something that they are associated with and so back in the days, you, when you talk about an artist, you say he's signed it to maybe like Sony Music or, you know, um, Rockefeller or something, uh, Rock Nation, I mean, or mm. whatever. Um, but, but then now you, you talk about him as them being part of a collective uh, or a group. Oh, do you mean, do you mean like um, I'm thinking, you know, Wolfgang, the gang with a... With Frank Ocean and Tyler the Creator, all sweatshirt and stuff. Do you mean like that? Like yeah. a group of musicians that just yeah, yeah, okay, I understand. Yeah. Oh like yeah. Rockhampton, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, like Odd Future. Yeah, the yeah, that's, sorry, that's what I mean. Odd Future, that's the one. Yeah. Or or Goth Boy Click, which is uh <laughs> Lil Peep's uh group. Riston oh, Peep. Oh. oh, okay, yeah. And like Dreamville, um, like J. Cole like made it like I guess has his own label and he just oh. has like Yeah, a bunch of like cool artists like Ari Lennox and Earth Gang. Yeah, that would be like TDE with Kendrick and Scissor. And like mm-hmm. so I didn't hear about that one. Yeah, they're all part of that that mini label. Mm-hmm. It's like a collective musician. Scissor, you've got Kendrick, um, I think Schoolboy Q. I want to say Schoolboy Q's on that. Maybe he's mm. not. I'm not sure. But there, there's some, yeah, there, there's some cool people in those groups. That's nice. Yeah. 
I feel like there's a lot of festering creativity in those kind of groups as well because they just let yeah. their energy bounce it off each other. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, but there has to be something that unites them all, like something in common mm. um, that groups them out, like maybe mm-hmm. they're from the same city yeah. or from the from the same background or something. Um, right, or they're making right. similar music yeah. that unites them. That's how mm. collectives are Yeah, that's built. actually the same with like, yeah, yeah, like Chance the Rapper and like No Name, like they came from Chicago. Oh, um, Yeah, and I think Chance the Rapper, I think he's still independent. I'm not sure. Yeah, he um, is. Yeah, yeah, I think like Universal, um, like reached out to him and like, I guess he turned it down, but I mean, that's like so cool that he's like still independent, like, that's dope. On how, like, yeah, how big he is. Definitely. He's got some great work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, labels sometimes just do stuff that artists don't like. But artists yeah. sign agreements mm-hmm. with them because they want to enjoy the benefits of that. Maybe they just mm-hmm. don't want to spend time mm-hmm. marketing or spending time publishing or doing other stuff that labels are good at um so they compromise a little bit of their rights um in exchange for that um but also like young artists think that being signed to a label means that you know you're already like one step ahead and you're like in the next level and then things are just gonna get like um mm-hmm. easier for you but no like actually just it means that you're gonna put out more work and uh, more time and more effort. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's yeah, and there's like those certain. Oh, sorry. Like <laughs> we all like talked at the same time. The <laughs> delay. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Dzina. What what do you want to say? Um, oh, you guys can go first. No, I, I, I was going to say that, um, yeah, like uh, that labels usually have this uh, opinion to make about um, about the artist's music. And when the artist makes something and the label receives it, then they review it. And then w- once they do that, probably they're going to give some feedback and um, that ask, ask the artist to change something and or resubmit something else or whatever. And um, yeah. They have expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess it comes down. Yeah, like there's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys okay. can talk. But sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, um, <laughs> I, was just, I was just gonna say. Um, I think it's interesting when it comes to that point. It's uh, how how an artist has to really toss up whether they're willing to compromise their artistic integrity for. for potentially more revenue or continue doing what they want without that, those extra benefits. Like I think it's a very weird choice that people have to make. Um, But I guess, I guess that's all part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And like, um, there's like those certain artists that I guess like when it comes to labels and like um, small artists, like a big label reaches out to them like most of the time 
they mostly get like put on the shelf and don't really do anything because I've had like few friends that that's happened to them um right. and yeah which sucks um so yeah I, I feel like especially from a label standpoint what I've heard from like professionals they um as independent artists like you want like big labels to be reaching out to you instead of like you reaching out to them right yeah of course Mm-hmm. which requires building a good audience um, by presenting work constantly and really like putting yourself out there. Um, yeah. yeah, but speaking about music, you guys uh, been listening to anything new lately? Anything that grabbed your attention? Anything you really enjoyed? Hmm. Hmm. <gasps> I don't know. It's constantly changing. Yeah. <laughs> How was it for you, Abby? Sure. What, what are you listening to? What am I listening to? I mean, I listen to pretty much everything. Um, I don't know, Eleni, what's kind of inspiring us at the moment? My mind is mm. a blank. <laughs> We're listening to a lot of like old school right Asha, but that's always. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of old yeah. school Asha. Asher. Like, yeah, you know, oh, God, that album, 8701. Yeah. It's got, <laughs> like, got it bad if I want to. What does it mean, 8701? I'm not, you know what, let me look it up, 8701. I really liked his song, Yeah, featuring Lil John. <laughs> that was, <laughs> oh my God, that was iconic. Definitely mm-hmm. was a banger. Like, so, so good. <laughs> Those. I really enjoyed his old work like that. And like the Confessions album. Yeah, Confessions. Like that's, that's in my opinion, one. that's like one of the best R and B albums to ever been released. Yeah, yeah. He's got such a great voice. Mm. Like I, I feel like Definitely. he doesn't have you guys heard of D'Angelo? Yes. Yes, love him. I'm assuming you enjoy the <laughs> Oh yes, she's oh my gosh, she's amazing live. Wow, she's live. that's crazy. That's so that's actually yeah. D'Angelo and Lauren Hills. A lot of the people that Abby and I listen like bonded over, and we have we have um listening commonality with. Yeah, um, for sure. Oh yeah. really? Oh my right. gosh! Wow, like Eric Badu. Yeah. Like, Mary J. Blige, oh, uh, they're all oh, so good. OGs, the OGs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of um, yes. the integrity with their music. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not that popular over this yeah. way in Australia, though. No, yeah, oh, interesting. No. Yeah, they're not, they're not that big. Who's, you, who's you, really big in Australia right now? Ooh. I mean, it has to be Australian, you know? Yeah. Um, We've got Tones and I. Do you know who Tones and I is? No. <laughs> That's oh, so yeah. <laughs> she like, what did she get big off of? She like, yeah, sang on the street. Oh, my God. Yeah, that song is huge. Yeah, That's, that really took she, off. She had to off over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who else is big over That's here? Cool. Um... Ooh, I'm just trying to think, like, 
on the uh, top outside track, like triple J. <laughs> yeah, on the top tracks, um, you got people like you know, like Dua Lipa. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty big oh, over here yeah. at the moment. See ya. Oh, see ya. See mm-hmm. pretty big here. See ya later. <laughs> um, I don't know. We've got like five seconds of summer. That kind of, yeah, we've got, you know, <laughs> Australian artists. Yeah, five seconds of summer. Yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of artists that are pretty much only famous in Australia, but their music is absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of artists like that. Guy Sebastian. Oh yeah, he's Death a boy. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, mm. um, commonality. Yeah. You said commonality, yeah, Emmeline. Okay. That's a nice word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Commonality. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, I feel like our taste as people like around the world are just like getting similar and similar because we're getting exposed to like the other music that, you know, the, the ones that's been listened to out there. And just our taste is getting similar and similar Um, because also with more artists coming up and more people joining the music scene, more boundaries are erased from from like the music. So genres are, you know, Mm -hmm. disappearing and it's becoming more like fluid, dynamic field of music that everybody listens to. And with Spotify being yeah, the number one yeah. platform, everybody like goes there and selects like top 100, top 50 around the world. Um, and they listen to what's, what's being listened to the most. Usually it's Drake, um, mm-hmm. in the top 10 somewhere there. And like, is it the weekend at the moment? Or the weekend or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's like big. Um, I love or even man. who is it? Yeah, he's oh my gosh, he's so talented. Yeah. Um, yeah, the there's a Spanish artist, J Balvin, annually. Oh, yeah. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. He's like mm-hmm. the big like artist in the world or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like Doja Cat's got that. Her album Hot Pink's t- taking off too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, mainly because of like TikTok and like. Yeah. Um, and also, like the weekend, yeah, like his songs got big on that too. Yeah, true. Do you guys? It's a good platform. Harry, do you guys listen to mm. a lot of Harry Styles in the US or in Poland? Oh yeah, yeah. People are obsessed with Harry Styles here. Yeah. Okay. Same here. Same here. <laughs> yeah, he's so good, dude. Ever since One Direction, I was like, I'm forever a Harry Styles fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think that's Abby too. Yeah, that's me. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. <laughs> we miss them. We need to do a reunion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks to Zane. <laughs> I know. Unfinished business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like lately I've been listening to a lot of like my old, like old music that I used to listen to like when I was little. Um, I guess like growing up, like like Lana Del Rey, Marine and the Diamonds, um, who else? Like Bon Iver, 
Um, exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like in my Tumblr phase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all the, that's the vibe. Um, beach house. Beach house. Good. Beach house, the, uh, beach house, the album or beach house, the artist? Oh, the artist. Oh, yeah, they're really good. Because the album is good because there's an album by Ty Dolla Sign called Beach House and it's uh, like a sequence, uh, oh. sequel of uh, albums. It's uh, one, two, and three. That's cool. Um, that's what yeah. came to my mind. Um, I haven't listened to Beach House. Mm. Work yeah, it, it really also good. sounds it also um, sounds like a genre like like beach house is like yeah that's true a type of house music mm-hmm. that was cool yeah yeah I grew up a lot like listening to like indie music I guess like more like folk or like rock rock indie or alternative indie music. But then when you listen to it again now, you get this like nostalgic wave of feelings. That Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it, like I don't know, like, growing up like it was just like a lot like just kind of like everywhere. Yeah. I like I would go from like the soul classics, like Michael Jackson, like Winnie Houston. Um to like that like indie alternative music it's just like kind of everywhere so you do most mostly r&b music yeah. right yeah yeah so um yeah i i feel like vocally oh sorry what'd you say i was just gonna say have you have you written like alternative or indie stuff as well or um yeah well i feel like yeah i i would um I guess. Have you guys heard of Daniel Caesar? Oh, yeah, yes. of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like he's like more on like the indie alternative, like R and B type of side. Um, and yeah, I would really like to like take that route. And yeah, I feel like right now I'm just like in the process of like finding my sound, which is like cool. Um, and just like experimenting with like different sounds and see what works. So, yeah, yeah, oh, I've, awesome. I've been, like, working on a bunch of songs, actually. I guess, like, more on, like, I guess the indie type of side, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah. Yeah, what about you guys? Yeah, oh, we're pretty diverse. I mean, not interested. The one we just released um, takes more of, like, mm-hmm. a funk, um, soul, pop kind of vibe. But then the ones coming out, Ooh. like drunk, is heavily R and B, and you'll you'll clearly hear that Ooh, when you I hear it. Um, and cool. then yeah, we've got um, faded coming out later, which will have a rapper in as well featuring on it. So I don't know. I guess we're trying to really explore uh-huh. and um, create. I don't know. Lots of different kind of pieces. Mm. not just yeah. stick to yeah. the one genre definitely i think because we also definitely we, we listen to a lot of different stuff and um although a lot of our stuff at the moment is definitely sitting in r&b funk i have no doubt that in the future it's going to mm-hmm. mold or merge with something else yeah um, yeah mm-hmm. 
I guess just depend on how we feel in the future. But um, I think individually we listen to a lot of R&B, obviously, and it's reflected. But I know that we also listen to a lot of different stuff individually. Like I, I listen to a lot of like like heavy metal sometimes. Um, uh-huh. and, like, a lot of, yeah, yeah, a lot of different stuff. And it, and it, it sometimes comes out in the music, like in the really, really heavy bass lines or like going ham on some drums or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it, <laughs> I have no doubt in the future, it's just going to all merge into a weird ball of music. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I don't know if you guys, he, I feel like they stand more on like the punk side. Um, but they're like a kind of like indie alternative punk band and they're like two twins and yeah their music is so cool i I love it (laughs) one thing is interesting about both of you guys music uh, are the visuals like including the videos and artworks you guys make in that's a new have nice uh graphics uh and uh, i was wondering if uh, Mm -hmm. you make it by yourself I mean, the album covers or the EP um, covers. Yeah, yeah, I have um, lately. And I've I've actually been, like, reaching out to um, some friends that do art. And, yeah, they've um, made some art out of, like, pictures that I've taken. And, um, yeah, I'm in the process of actually, like, making merch. So I would like to, like put that art that they've made on the merch um yeah which i'm super hyped about yeah awesome nice so you're working with other artists to create art for music yeah yeah do you usually tell them something specific to create it for you or you just let them do it the way they feel um I usually, so I usually like reach out to people that, um, you know, I like their vibe and like how they do their art and um, send them just like inspiration on like what I'm going for. And um, yeah, yeah. They just like do what their creative minds, um, you know, come out and yeah, it's, it's really cool. Like what, what they come out with. So yeah. Nice. And Ada, what about you guys? Yeah, we um we have a beautiful, beautiful photographer, um, Lara, and she <laughs> takes all our photos. But um, we essentially direct the shoots and we we um work in the editing process of them. We make them album covers, the EP arts, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we our process is essentially make a vision board with images that we've all mm-hmm. got inspiration off. And then we kind of meet up and plan a shoot around everything on that vision board. And we that that's kind of how we go about it. And we make sure we have fun while we're doing it. So all the photos are pretty authentic. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That, yeah, I think that's essentially our process. Like we just really brainstorm and then just take it straight out and just see what we can make out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we get That's a lot so of new cool. ideas as well. That's true, yeah. Like, it's literally, it just ends up being we all hang out and um, we just happen to have a photographer there to take photos of what happens. 
So mm-hmm. a lot of our shots are very, very candid. Um, yeah, yeah. And unintentionally funny or just interesting. We like to play around <laughs> with light a lot. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah, really experimenting with different light shades and using different spaces that we find around Sydney City and using them in our shoots, like really making use of our environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That Whoa. reflects whatever sound that makes sense. we're trying to represent. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's kind of how that's we so go cool. about. It. It's a lot, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And often, once we do the photos, we get back into the into our studio and we're able to adjust our music accordingly. Like it, it it's it's really nice how they work hand in hand. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for yeah, every project, yeah. I like love a, how like the album covers. Yeah, for every project, like an oh, album sorry. or <laughs> a single. Yeah, I feel like perhaps the visuals should reflect the sound. That's what we try and do for, for sure. Um, and like literally, because it's it's Monday for us. It's a it's the sixth of July. Literally tonight, we're going to be hanging out and doing some shoots for drums. Nice. And yeah. Seeing how it works out. Wow. And then. Yeah, and then after that, hopefully, we can come out of it tomorrow and just finish the song based off whatever we vibe off last night awesome. or tonight. That is, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's very like an intersectional process with how we work, and I think we're just lucky that um, our photographer Lara is really good friends with Abby, so it's it's a very like casual and comfortable setting. Yeah, exactly. It does make a now. difference. Yeah, it does. Because she can have fun as well, like while taking the photos. I assume she does. (laughs) Yeah, no, she does. (laughs) Mm. And we're going to be dropping some behind the scenes videos on on our YouTube later in the month too. Cool. So that that's going to lock in with our visuals and the sound as well. So yeah. Hopefully yeah, by the end of it, yeah. it's like this whole body of work that there's different mediums of art mm-hmm. to reflect the one thing that we're trying to trying to go for. Definitely. That's cool. Yeah. It's a lot of yeah. fun. I like how um, like artists, they, I guess, match the vibe with the song with their like album covers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I love that. It's so cool. Like for me... When I when I think of that, the first thing I think of is "To Pimp a Butterfly" by Kendrick. Like the, mm. the oh the yeah, album. yeah, so perfectly reflective of mm-hmm. that entire album musically. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. Like I mean, your album cover and that really gives an artist the opportunity to be creative. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And symbolic. Really yeah, yeah, you can really. Yeah, exactly. Play around with symbols and um, mm-hmm. push your agenda in like a visual way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I get what you're saying because I also do graphics. Uh, I design a few things. I do some art on my Instagram. And um, I feel like another thing for artists is that when an artist starts to be active and starts to share their music and starts to release them, um, one thing is that they are... Mm-hmm. probably trying to build some type of a brand for their art so 
like uh, visuals mm-hmm. and and sound and mm-hmm. sound and visuals also they have to have this element of consistency so there's a sound signature yeah for the mm-hmm. sonic uh, content but there's also a visual signature and i feel like um mm-hmm. yeah a lot of soundcloud artists do that where a lot of their album covers look the same or they look similar and on purpose to do that because they want to be distinguished and they want to be recognized for that particular aesthetics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool, yeah. Um, yeah, and also, like, the album covers really tell a lot about the music. Um, I remember they used to look different back in the days, like, the rap and hip-hop um, album covers used to be, um, back in the 90s, like, uh, really strange, like, I seen an interview of a guy on YouTube that was making those back in the 90s for artists and that, that was make, were making that music, like the gangsters type of music. And he uses a lot of like uh, pictures of like uh, fast cars, diamonds, like pictures of money mixed with like, I don't know, the artist. And it's like made... Um, using like uh, the 90s softwares and they have this type of like feeling in them that look a bit old for us now today in 2020 but um mm-hmm. and now then then, then they, they changed like they changed up to a point where like in the, in the beginning of the, the of the uh this decade um they started to be more minimal so album covers is just basically like all blank with just like one word in the middle or um yeah just blank color or like abstract um but oftentimes uh when there's a singer that sings oftentimes um it's their portrait on the album cover because that's the performer Mm -hmm. the vocalist the musician itself um so yeah i mean it just uh it varies and it's cool yeah yeah it's cool definitely you guys planning to make any videos uh like uh for the singles that you release because singles usually have like an album uh, the single have like a cover photo usually on youtube you know with like some text on it um but Mm. yeah Mm. i always love to see a single release on youtube with (laughs) animation or some kind of like Yeah, clip. For sure. We definitely are planning to do music videos. Um, They're going to... When we do that, not sure. But it's something we've discussed. Um, But at the moment, we're we're pretty much purely uh, focused on the music at the moment. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So for those that want to follow Ada on Instagram, how did they can follow you? Yeah, we're um, adaofficial.19 on Instagram, and then we're just Ada Music on Facebook. Ada as A-D-A. Yep, A-D-A. That's right. Adaofficial.19. And what about you, Detsini? How people can reach you and follow you? Yeah, um, just at Detsini underscore on Instagram and... uh, yeah, Detsuni music everywhere. Just Destiny. It's D E T Z A N Y. Mm. Does it have a meaning? 
Um, yeah, so Detsuni, it's my middle name. Um, and it comes from, it's like the indigenous cultures from Mexico. So it's like Mayan, Aztec. Um, yeah, so. Wow. Yeah, it resembles your culture. That's cool. That's dope. Awesome. Yeah. I like that. Awesome. And with this note, I feel that we're coming to an end for our podcast. We talked about everything from politics to art to music to mm-hmm. Kanye West running for president in Australia and a lot of other <laughs> things. And yeah, it's been really fun yeah. so far. So thank you guys for being in Mod Breeze. Thanks for having us. And I'm going to include of course, your of your tag in the description. So for those of you that uh, want to follow you, my guests, just uh, look at the description on whatever podcast uh, platform you're listening through. And uh, yeah, this was Mod Breeze. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, goodbye. <laughs>